probably figuring out this is not forest but we are going to try to have an ongoing discussion of the practical perspectives of the nature-based spirituality we'll be exploring both the ancient and modern perspectives and how we conceptualize our place in the universe and the universe itself this is a discussion more about the questions than any answers it's an examination that takes place as a result of dialogue and as always Mileage may vary. It's a way to look at things, not the way to look at things. Our intents to mix interviews and discussion and offer up a new serving whenever we can get to it at this point. Please check us out at pagangumbo.com, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and send questions and suggestions to questions at pagangumbo.com. I'm here with Lisa and Michael tonight. And we are going to discuss a couple things. What's our first topic? It was a Yule Long. Were we going to do that tonight? Sure, we can do Let's that do tonight. That. All right. Yule is coming up, and for the last several years, um, uh, many people in the local community have been doing a Yule Along. And I'll turn it over to Lisa, um, who can better explain what that is. So this came out of, I tend to get very sad around the holidays, and I was reading something that said you should look to your faith, your spirituality, to help you through the dark times of winter. Um, Many times they're talking about going to church for the uh, Christmas holiday, and that's just not something that we do. So um, I tried to find something that was meaningful about Yule from a pagan perspective. There's stuff in the lore about the 12 nights of Yule that would be celebrated, but there's not a lot in the lore about what would actually actually be done on those nights except celebrating. So I wanted to come up with a 12-night kind of simple devotions that could be done that could bring that spirituality to somebody's specifically mine, but to bring it to somebody's, uh, bring it into somebody's life. So you could be celebrating Yule in a way that was meaningful for, for neo-pagans. And so I borrowed a lot from, there's a book by Caitlin and John Matthews called The Winter Solstice. It's a really good book. They're really good writers and authors. They, they blend a lot of stuff in together that doesn't always work for me, but, but it had a lot of ideas in it. And so I grabbed, gravitated from that. Um, we know that the Norse celebrated what's called Disablot, or the Feast of the Desir, the female ancestors, the night before the winter solstice. We know that there was a vigil that would take place where a fire would be kept burning all night to make sure that the sun rose the next day. Um, since it worked, they kept doing it, and thus it became a tradition. And we also know there was a tradition of Twelfth Night, which was a feast of merrymaking, and that was signified the end of the Yule season. So those were my parameters when I was deciding what to do. Um, so I went through 
that book that I mentioned, some other aspects of folklore and mythology, and came up with 12 devotionals to do, starting with Disablote on the night before the solstice. Uh, so that's night one. Night two is the solstice. Um, so you have to kind of know when the solstice is in your region, and then that's where you can count. So you count for the, the evening before the solstice is night one. And then you just count to the 12th night. Now, the interesting thing is that often this works out really well in that the 12th night also coincides in the States anyway, well, everywhere, with New Year's Eve. Um, and so lots of people have New Year's Eve parties anyway. So we have at our house an open house where anybody can come hang out for a little bit, hang out for the whole night, stop by on their way to and from other parties. And um, that's a really good way to in the season. At some point, uh, when the weather's nice, we have a fire out back and we have a sumble. We pass the horn around and toast each other and the community and, and gods and goddesses and stuff like that. Often the weather doesn't really co cooperate all that well, so we do it inside. But that's the basic framework of it, I guess. And so <clears throat> from, your, from what you're doing, it's all a Norse-based 12th night? It started out that way, and then um, I expanded it to my local Druid Grove that I'm a member of. And in um, ADF Druidry, we have folks who are Norse. We have folks who follow a more Celtic path. We have all sorts of uh, covering of the Indo-European Indo pantheon, which I think we've talked about before mm -hmm. in other, other episodes. So when I started to expand it out via emails and then by Facebook, like, okay, tonight is night one, let's all do this, I had to generalize it a little bit more. So while the things that I may do are related to Norse pantheon and Norse spirituality, there may be folks who, and I've figured out ways to do it for folks of a Celtic spirituality. Um, I ask for input from other folks about what are they doing in their particular spirituality too. So I've generalized the themes so that way it could, anything could fit in. But, um, but yes, at home it's, it's predominantly Norse. But it could be Roman, it could be oh, Celtic, totally, it totally. could be Slavic, it could be... So one night is, obviously this is the winter season, and so one night is the devotional is to the deity or god or whoever of winter, the winter wanderer coming from the, you know, the snowy wilderness or something and so for Norse Odin fits really nicely in that he's also one of the sources for Santa Claus so it, you can find all lots of imagery to be um, appropriate at that time too um, but for other cultures it might be somebody else um, there are folks who are in Celtic in a Celtic sort of vein have chosen to honor the Kaliak who I might be mispronouncing so I apologize but the the old woman of winter and so they honor her at that time. But the idea is that we're all sort of tapping into the same kind of energy. Um, later on, there's uh, on what mundanely we would call Christmas, the devotionals to the child of light, which is sort of fitting anyway, because that's what everybody in the mundane world surrounding us is celebrating. But the child of light exists in a lot of cultures. There's Angus Makog, there's um, Baldur, um, there's others that I can't remember right now, but you can use that however you want. And then there's generic ancestors, which is universal. Nature spirits is universal. Um, house spirits is universal. So those things kind of transcend culture and pantheon. 
And one of the things I know that you do is like for each night you light a different candle. So yes. on, on on night one you light candle one, mm-hmm. and then on light night two you relight candle one and candle two. So by the end of the twelve days you have twelve candles. Burned. Yes, and there was quite a time of looking for a twelve candle candle holder. I've given up on that now, and I just have four three candle holders. But if you arrange them in the spokes of the sun. It, it makes okay, but it makes it okay. But then, on the first night is for the maternal ancestors, so I have a sort of stylized statue of two or three women that I'll put on the altar. They don't have any faces or anything, but they're just they represent all my female ancestors. Um, on solstice day, it might be a sun figure. On the day that honors the nature spirits, it can be figures or pictures of nature spirits that are important to you so it can be crafted anyway but all that stuff is extra really all you need you don't even need 12 different candles really you can have yourself and a candle and the intent and you can just follow along do you do anything with this i don't do the the 12 days i used to (laughs) um but now that we've got The, the kids, <laughs> and we were trying to work everything in for them. Um, I've picked up on Reverend Janavende's um, Winter Solstice Spiral, where there's 21 candles mm-hmm. in that, which is a lot more, and it's more <laughs> like an advent calendar. Without um, the chocolate. Without the chocolate. Oh, Just the fire, see? not the I'm chocolate. Out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but the uh, the nice thing about it is that it gives the kids... A lot of activity to do because one of the things that we do is, is for the winter solstice itself is we do a candle finding so we'll put candles all around the house turn off all the lights and then the kids will go around and they'll find all the candles um lit or unlit uh we set them up unlit okay <laughs> i just want to be i want to be sure because i don't want somebody doing this at home yeah I, I put 52 lit candles out i don't know what happened yes um, but as we find them, though, we, we bring them back and we set them in and, and light them all up and carry them throughout the house to, to bring that light in so that we have new light for the year. Um, and in addition to that, every day there's a new candle to light and there's a story to go along with it. Um, you can do it all in one night, which is actually what we ended up doing last <laughs> year, or you can... Uh, spread it out over the, the full 21 days, 20, 21 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and much like the Yule Long, it elasticizes mm-hmm. to fit the, the right number of days because mm-hmm. these solstice, of course, moves on our calendar. It does. But um, it, it, it tends to be on the 21st more often than not. So the 20th to the 31st works out really well as a... Um, as a... Uh, a general... Yeah, a general thing and it works and it fits in our culture um one thing that i did last year um due to some feedback was we have members who are in the southern hemisphere so i figured out made suggestions for what could be done in the southern hemisphere as they're entering their winter sol or their i'm sorry their summer solstice season so instead of welcoming in the winter wanderer they're welcoming in the green man whatever the 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 physical or the figure a personification of summer would be in their particular pantheon. Do they extinguish candles? They light candles. 
the, in the way I had it written, they light candles, but the difference is, is in the winter solstice, there's an all-night vigil, mm-hmm. which I was just thinking your, your candle search, especially for people with kids who vigiling all night is not going to be something that you can do easily, then that might be something just as meaningful yeah. as an all-night vigil. Um, I mean, you can do it, but you'll regret it. Yeah, you will. Like <laughs> um, I, I regret it when I do it. Um, the For the summer solstice, though, that's a really short night, so that's not really much of a vigil. So what I did instead was suggest that you have a vigil during the day, which is a little bit harder in case you, for people who work during the day. However, I found it actually easier. I was actually driving home from a festival, uh, and those of you who know me that find that shocking, I'm sure, but I was driving home from a festival, and I just set my alarm, and every hour I would say a prayer to a different deity, which is what I do in the winter. It's just at night. And so... It actually worked out really well in that context. I haven't heard any feedback of other people if they've tried it. Um, but, yeah, and that way you still get the same thing. Just because you happen to be on the other side of the world doesn't mean you're not celebrating at the same time. Right. You're celebrating differently. Um, and I think I put it out there as as waves of Druidy energy going around the world at, you know, at all different times. Um, I'm not sure if it worked, but um, I like the idea. I would think that, I know we don't have a fireplace, I don't know if you do, uh, or a working fireplace, I should say. We have a gas one. I I would think that uh, a Yule log, as part of this Yule log, Mm -hmm. and then burning it in the fireplace would be um, as appropriate as uh, us going out back Mm -hmm. and burning um, something. Yeah, I mean, that's, usually if I'm, if I, the Yule log, the vigil, I have a, use a candle. Right, because we don't have a fireplace, so there's a candle. But I'm also very aware of falling asleep with a lit candle is not really a good idea. So if I start to feel like I'm going to be falling asleep and it's going to be a solid sleep, I switch to a battery-operated candle. Um, there's no sense in being um, unsafe just for historical accuracy. So still um, spark. It, it's still fire. It's still a spark. It lights. It stays lit all night. Um, I often. I also watch. Um, Lord of the Rings as my Yule activity. So wherever we are in the in the series, that's what gets started on the night of the vigil. Um, we go through, um, and then yeah, hopefully if there's something that we can burn on Twelfth Night, because that was traditionally the the evergreens from the from the house would be home and would have been burned to see celebrate the end of the Yule. It's over. So yeah, I have somewhere in the recesses of my mind as I used to say, bouncing around like a BB in a boxcar. The idea that Christmas used to be celebrated at a different time in the U.S. Like, there, there's a vague recollection that in Appalachian lore, there is such thing oh, as old be. Christmas and new Christmas. And it seems to me that old Christmas used to be closer to what is now New Year's. But I could be it totally be off. I, I know that I know that is true for Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just seem to think that there was something about uh, Christmas, too, which would make it interesting mm-hmm. because then it would be at the end of the Yule Along. Right. Yule Along. So. Um, and yeah, we called it a Yule Along because we invited people to join us electronically through Facebook and, and they could Yule Along with us, even if they were in different spots. Um, the different timing is, is interesting. It might date back to a time when calendars weren't necessarily so 
ubiquitous. You kind of knew it was at the end of December, but maybe you weren't sure what the day actually was. And so that could be it. I don't know. It's apparently an Amish tradition oh. to celebrate an old Christmas. Um, but there's also Greek Orthodox mm -hmm. churches who mm -hmm. celebrate a slightly different calendar. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, we, we have a, a, an historical notion of the actual time of the birth of Christ that is different than sure. the calendrical date. It's so. vastly different, though. It's yes. not just the end of the week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is curious that they picked the 25th. Yeah. Uh, uh, instead of just solstice. Yeah. Well, it's the, the feast day of Sol Invictus. Yes. Uh, the conquering sun in Rome. Correct. I wonder so, if that's because then it's hard in modern times for, at least in suburban life, to get sort of a real grasp on if you if you get up, if you pay attention to sunrise, sunset, you can kind of start to get it. But it's hard sometimes to get a grasp, for me anyway, on are the days getting longer? Did it work? You know, are we still at the short time? And maybe it took two or three days before folks were certain that, oh, wait, the the it's minor, but it's, it's the days are growing longer. And I don't, I don't think it's really noticeable for me anyway until in bulk time. But that's about when I notice it too. But I mean, as astronomically, if people had, you know, we've got Stonehenge and Newgrange and all sorts of stuff that are lined up, maybe that was the time. Twenty fifth, maybe was about the time when you're like, nope, I'm pretty sure it's moved. People who see, I'm doing this, I'm showing something with my hands and nobody can see. But. It's great. <laughs> but, you know, nope, it's definitely moved off the point, so therefore we're past it. And maybe that's why the 25th rather than the 21st. Yeah. Or it's just a weird calendar thing. Well, who knows? Thing. They had, you know, 27 <laughs> months at one time, right? Or that's true. Like it's just that. a weird calendar thing, too. Could just be So that. if folks want to find out more about mm -hmm. uh, the Yule Long. Oh, um, that is a very good question. Maybe, I don't know, how could we do that? Well, the, 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 the local ADF Grove, Three Cranes Grove, oh, yes. posts it on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, so you can like and follow Three Cranes. There you go. Um, there's also, if you don't want to like and follow, there's a photo album on the Three Cranes Grove Facebook that's just Yule Along, and you can view the, the individual images, the schedule, all that stuff uh, at your leisure as well. Yeah. And that's it. The Three Cranes Facebook site, not the threecranes.org site. We usually also have a blog post that goes up okay. to detail it as well at the threecranes.org site. As soon as I write it and send it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so coming soon. And coming soon, we will also possibly have video. Yep. So that'll be that up. For this year. I don't have a script for the normal close. I don't know. Uh, Forrest has it memorized, and she's really good at it. I just know that we're brought to you um, no longer under the stairs, but here in the banks uh, of the Olentangy. Uh, at the banks of the Olentangy, <laughs> uh, by the, the, the magical druid and um, Nui Cobalt Designs, and um, we appreciate both of those sponsors. If you would like to sponsor or donate to make this even more high tech, please do so at the questions at. You can go there, questions at pagangumbo.com, and find the information or ask. But thank you. Thank you.